What's going on ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sav Show, my name is Civilian and today I'm talking about how to deal with stress according to Alex Hormozzi. Before I jump into the episode, I just want to remind everyone I've opened up a membership only platform on Patreon, it's $5 per month, that's all it's going to cost you and inside of that uh, membership only area, you're going to receive a whole heap of extra goodies uh, including kind of member-only riffs of my podcast, member-only access to content, early access to content, um, free downloads of all the thing, uh, all the digital products that I create and um, discounts on uh, some of the physical products that I create. So $5 per month. Also, if you just enjoy my content and you want to support me uh, financially, that is a way you can do it. So yeah, I'll drop the link below. If you want to dive in, you can do that. Uh, I would love to see you in there. All right, let's go for it. So yeah, how to deal with stress according to Alex Hormozzi. I woke up a little frustrated. The night before was punctuated by regular waking up due to an over-awareness of every little sound as well as sudden injections of anxious energy. After starting my week with an amazing pace, this sudden halt in momentum was challenging me. When I eventually got to sleep, it was well past 1am. I fell asleep annoyed. This led to a slow start the next morning and a general sense of overwhelm that my day was now three hours behind schedule. I sat at my desk. I had choice fatigue. Do I start with the first task? Do I skip to where I should have been in my schedule and circle back to what I missed later? Do I scrap the schedule altogether and go for a walk to reset? Do I just sit here and let the frustration boil over into anger and resentment toward the world for how I was feeling? All of these things overlapped in my head as I struggled to center myself. Then I grabbed my copy of meditations, which I have on my desk right here, and I flipped it open. There it was, exactly what I needed to hear. Do not be dilatory in action, muddled in communication or vague in thought. Don't let your mind settle into depression or elation. I was sitting at my desk expecting something to happen, hoping the world would give me a sign. I needed to get a grip, survey the landscape, collect my data, dial in a response and get to work. No one was going to give me permission. No one was coming to save me. What an empowering and terrifying thought. I opened up my journal to the schedule I had scribbled out the night before and I pinpointed where I was at. But there I am. The frustration from the bad sleep and the shitty start to the day lingered, but it was no longer in my control. What was done was done and there was no going back. But some things were in my control. Those are the things that I can care about and should take care with. Let everything else go. In a recent episode of a podcast dealing with stress, Alex Hormozzi made a couple of incredible points. Number one, depression, i.e. sadness, comes from a lack of options. It's like despair. I don't, there's, there's no thing that I can turn to that's going to make this current situation better. Uh, it's a basic representation of it um, that doesn't account for the complexity of mental health. However, I do like it at a, as a starting point for some actually probably a lot of depression that exists in the world. This feeling of sadness that comes from a lack of options. The other thing he said was anxiety, i.e. overwhelm, comes from too many options, right? I've got all these options. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And then you start to get anxious or you start to feel and anxious energy because you don't know how to act, right? 
He then goes on to say, to solve sadness, i.e. depression, you need more knowledge. So if you feel that despair of, I don't know what to do, you need to go gain knowledge, i.e. act in order to um, kind of build up your repertoire or your understanding of the situation in order to give yourself a place to act from. In order to solve overwhelm, you need to make a decision, aka take action. So if you are sad or you're feeling despair because you don't know what to do, you need to go understand what to do, right? And if you have too many options slash um, there are too many things going on inside your head and therefore you are overwhelmed slash anxious, you need to pick something, cut out the rest and, and, and get to it, which will create momentum, right? Homozi says that stress is just a part of the human condition because you know who isn't stressed? Dead people. It's a pretty funny point that he makes, but I like it. Stress isn't the enemy, inaction is. So whether you're overwhelmed um, or you don't know where to, or you don't have it, or you feel like you don't have any options, inaction is the enemy. Stress acts as an alert system to tell us where to point our attention. Overwhelm and indecision are on are unwanted and unhelpful potential side effects. So stress is is a is a human kind of biological reaction to uh, it's situational awareness, right? To our alert system. What what um, it's transformed to into modern society is inaction through overwhelm or anxiety um, or depression. So. Um, yeah, what, I, what I'm basically kind of getting at in this situation was in the morning when I woke up, I was anxious because um, I, I, I had all these options in front of me and I didn't really know what to do. So, so the stress that I was feeling was heightened by the fact that I didn't really know where to place it. If, if you know where to place your stress, if you know how to use it and target it at the things that are right in front of you or that need addressing, then stress can be and should be um, a good thing, but it's because it's misplaced and we're not really sure how to direct it. That's when it becomes a bad thing because it just sits in our body and it becomes this feeling rather than a, a, a an alert system for action. It becomes a feeling. That's a really good point actually. Um, so uh, on this morning, yep, on this morning I was in an anxious slash overwhelmed state. I felt this because of the work I am doing and the importance of the phase in my life. The stress i.e. good thing, led to inaction, i.e. not so good thing, right? Which is what I kind of just said. Then came the avoidance, all right? Chasing dopamine around like a madman trying to get a fix that could subvert the necessity to feel. What I needed was a decision to take action. That's when I read that passage from Marcus. That's when I sat back, took a breath, and centered myself. I made a decision to collect my thoughts slash data. This is an action. This is me running toward the pain. Hormozy agrees. He said, even the idea to find out what actions I had gave me the first action to take. That got me to stop feeling sad. So by deciding that I needed to collect data, I was now deciding to do something. I wasn't chasing dopamine. I wasn't avoiding. I was running toward the problem by doing something, anything to take me from point A to point B, right? I was moving, okay? Maybe it wasn't in the perfect direction, but I was moving away from the feeling of avoidance. 
the act of collecting what potential actions I could take acted as a circuit breaker that cut through the noise of the overwhelm and brought me back to somewhere useful, the present moment. With the power of my own reason choice in front of me, once again, the stress started to subside. The day didn't work out perfectly. It never will. Nothing does. The important thing to note is our reaction. Are we solving the problem? Are we solving the problem that is in front of us right now or are we making it worse? If we decide to solve our own problems, then how can we get to that outcome quicker next time? I believe I'll make mistakes until the day that I die. I can't control that. What I can control is the time it takes me to get to a point of realization and then to go from a point of realization to action. That's what I've said in a previous podcast or episode. Um, uh, emote, react, emote, react is is um, kind of what I what I used to do. But now it's like emote, uh, realize that there's something going on and then choose an action rather than react, choose an action. And, and what I believe that the, the size of that gap to be between you um, seeing something, realizing something, and then acting on it and, 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 and it being actually shortened, I believe that size, the size of that gap is called progress. So when we're, when we're unaware and when we're not informed, the gap is quite wide, right? From us to, for, for something to happen, then for us to realize something has happened and then for us to actually go and act on that something that we've realized about the thing that's happened, that gap is quite wide. When we're unaware, when we're uninformed, when we're just kind of like meandering through life, not really being a, being kind of open to the potentiality of, of, of us, you know, um, that gap is actually quite wide. But over time, as we become more aware and as we learn more things and as we study and we, we, we journal and we diarize and we, we go out there and we explore and we gather up data and tools, we actually get better at, at shortening that gap. I don't think I'm ever going to stop making um, mistakes. I don't think I'm ever going to stop finding myself in tricky situations. It's, it's part of the human experience, but I will get better at determining what the, what those mistakes are, refining them and hopefully lessening them or at least realizing when I have made them and course correcting, right? Without needing anyone to come save me. That is that is self-actualization um, taking place on a day-to-day basis. And that is the thing that I, uh, you know, essentially care most about right now. It's the thing that I'm constantly talking about in my podcast, in all, in all my uh, newsletters. It's a thing that I'm tweeting about. It's a thing that I'm having conversations with people about. It's a thing that I'm reading about. Self-actualization and, and, and actually getting better at refining these tools so that I could be a more, I don't know, an optimized version of myself, a higher version of myself. Um, yeah, it's a beautiful journey that, that I'm on and uh, yeah, I'm loving it. So Basically, yeah, that's what I'm getting at is that, that 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 gap is called progress. If that gap is getting smaller, it is because I am evolving and progressing. If that gap is remaining stagnant or widening, it's because I have stopped improving. I never want to stop improving as a human being and neither should you. So how do you guys deal with stress? Are you improving at your response, uh, event, event response programming? You know, how do you deal with it? Um, do you avoid it? Do you look for dopamine in order to kind of like shelter yourself? Do you see stress as an important part of the human experience and something that you turn to uh, to alert you when situations are potentially um, 
not ideal, you know, or do you see it as something that you want to try to avoid or, or ignore or get rid of? Um, I'd love to know your thoughts. Drop them down below. If you haven't subscribed to the channel yet, please do so. Uh, it all really helps. Um, yeah, leave me a comment. Let me know what you thought of this. And also, yeah, just a reminder, if you want to either sign up to my weekly newsletter, I put a weekly newsletter out every Sunday where I'm discussing all of these concepts and ideas. Or if you want to go deeper with me with some member-only exclusive content and early access, you can do both of those things via the links down below to subscribe to the Sunday Sav or become a Patreon member. Um, either way, I appreciate you for listening and watching this far. Thank you so much. I'll see you next week on the South Show. Let's go. Mm -hmm.